0: While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Everybody, I'm Chris Dowd
1: and I'm Reagan Gilliland
0: and this is off script a podcast where we take a deeper dive on my Sunday sermon usually talk about the theology behind it and then discuss anything that ended up on the cutting room floor but the astute listener will realize <laughs> <laughs> that what I read was from Christmas Eve and not from this past Sunday so it's been a few weeks since we've been together and a lot Oh my gosh, a lot has happened. A lot has mm-hmm. happened. Uh, liturgically speaking, Christmas Eve has happened. Christmas Day has happened. Mm-hmm. New Year's Day has happened, which was Epiphany Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Baptism of the Lord was yesterday, mm-hmm. which we're, we'll talk about all of that. But of course, we're going to spend a not insignificant amount of time on Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah.
0: But we should probably start with the day before Christmas Eve.
1: It was the day before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. All through
2: the <laughs> south end of the building. <laughs>
0: Uh, the church mice were running from the flood. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very secretive NEM situation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I was shopping with my boys. They were a little behind schedule buying, well, having their parents buy their gifts for each other mm-hmm. is the way yeah. that goes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the, line, in the line at Dick's Sporting Goods with Sam buying Max's gift. And Kim texted me a video. And I thought she was punking me. I thought so she was. I. I thought she was joking. And uh, it was a, a video of water streaming down mm-hmm. the little vestibule in the south narthex. And um, so w- it, it is remarkable, gentle listener, mm-hmm. how much water can be thrown off of yes. a single frozen a single. sprinkler head. Yes. Single. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Totally flooded the south, uh, the area right outside Underwood Hall, so much so that it crept almost to the fire door, but mm-hmm. most people don't realize we have a, a giant fire right. door, but it's right <laughs> by the connected table mm-hmm. outside in Narthex. And uh, it was looking pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. So Kim got up here first because she uh, lives right around the corner from the church. I'm talking about Kim Hill, our mm-hmm. executive director. Our director of facilities, Edward Kernovic, who's fantastic, uh, lives in Frisco a little farther away. He was on his way. Um, and then I got here as soon as I could, and it was unclear if we were going to be able to have Christmas Eve services, period. Yeah. Oh, man. So, if you uh, read the column, you know that the fire the fire department, God bless them for their work, uh, got the water shut off, and... <laughs> We have like a familiar relationship with the water restoration folks. Like, point. hey
1: Hank, how's it going? Uh, it's us again. No, no,
0: honestly, the guy showed up. The on-site supervisor was like, I, I knew right where to come because we yeah. did this a couple of years ago. i like, mm.
1: uh, yes, you did. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: And oh. then, both Kim and I said, we want to say it's nice to see you. It is not at all nice to see you, but we're <laughs> glad you got here so quickly. Mm-hmm. And so they got it cleaned up in time for us to even be able to have our 11 a.m. service the next day in Underwood Hall. It was remarkable. It was ah. yes.
1: And it really I was expecting it to smell very bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Cuz
0: originally they thought it was sewer water cuz it's it sewer water wa- in the lines, right? Yeah.
1: But I walked in and it was like a tiny bit musty, mm-hmm. but not like I really ad- I don't know. I didn't notice it the rest of the there service. There was a lot
2: of fans. There were. There was were. quite a few fans running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Running. <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes. So, after many, many frantic phone calls with lots of backup plans in place, turned out we didn't need any of the backup plans christmas eve went off kind of without a hitch after the 6 30 service which we'll come back to here in a minute standing room only
1: yes my
0: absolute favorite moment of the entire year um whitney and my mother-in-law and the two boys went back home and i was doing the normal kind of wrap up and getting ready for the next service because i was preaching at 11 o'clock as well 11 p.m and uh Kim answered a call from Whitney. We
1: were just hanging out.
0: <laughs> well, we are on the chancel talking yep. about a couple of last things. And you were there, too. Yeah. And my phone was in my office because I don't take it with me in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hear her calling me. And it was a panicked call from Whitney asking me how to turn off the water to the house. And I'm like, oh, no. Because when she drove up to the house after the 630 service, like if ever there was a time to be annoyed at God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> doing your work. The Come pastoral
0: on. family coming home oh. after the 6.30 p.m. service on Christmas. Obviously, God doesn't have anything to do with yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> None of us than, are safe. <laughs> it was well, Anyway, she drove up, opened the garage, there was water oh. pouring out uh. of the house. Now, um, we remodeled the house mm-hmm. in April and May, part of which was recovery from the previous mm-hmm. time of yeah. that particular wall. Pipes in that wall froze, and so I got home as fast as I could. By the time, thankfully, my oldest son is basically my size now. He was able to help her get the water turned off to the house. They'd already had it turned off by the time we got there. And my my mother in law, who's very Midwestern, she's from Ohio, <laughs> um, spent all of her adult life in Michigan until they moved down here. Just has unbelievable stamina, and she, <laughs> I mean, she is she's a beast on any kind of cleanup job. So all four of uh, all five of us. Um, were bailing water. I mean, there was an inch and a half to two inches of water all over the entire first floor. All the way, I mean, to every, literally to every wall in -hmm. the house. And so you walk in and it's like, you just don't, you're you're kind of frozen. You don't even know, you have have no idea how you even begin Mm -hmm. getting the water out of the house. So we got some brooms and we got some uh, mops and um, Mm -hmm. they went out the front door and it went out the back door. And then our downstairs bathroom, the previous owner had, uh, were, um, caregivers for mm. the mother in law. And so that the shower has like this little rubber lid that you can get water in. It. That's so that's good. We had three places we'd get water out of the house. But the boys and I had to be back for the 11 p.m. service because I was preaching it. You know, Stephanie was like 15 months pregnant at that point. Yeah. I didn't exactly ask her to come back and preach. And the boys really wanted to sing, like, wanted some sense of normalcy by yeah. singing with the youth choir. And so, um, we bailed for a couple hours the boys and i came back and we had dear friends um show up with fans and uh, with muscle mm-hmm. and wrapped up right about just right before we got back home at twelve thirty at night so i'm gonna write about this week and i have my perfect sermon illustration for next christmas eve yeah, yeah <laughs> because there were some exchanges between me and the boys um in that moment that was that were really poignant so mm. crazy crazy so my house uh, the baseboards are torn off and there's walls there's a holes in the walls down below and the, surely the floors going to have to be replaced again and <clears throat> that's a mess here at the church the <laughs> there are flood cuts on a bunch of the columns yep. the carpet's going to have to be replaced flooring is going to have to be replaced again in a couple of the offices and the preschool was affected it was just it's, uh, it was eventful
1: mm-hmm. Merry
0: Christmas <laughs> <laughs> but Christmas came just the same yes yep. it's true and it was um, – Christmas Eve around here was – as eventful as it was or as uh, exciting as it was Christmas Eve Eve, Christmas Eve was pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what were your impressions? I've said – I've used a lot of words oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. you
1: did. Um, let's see. Well, I I loved Christmas Eve for multiple reasons. You know, we, we all do. But, um, yeah, it just the energy and – so I was in the family service at four, which was – packed. It was great. We had a lot of I think visitors or people that hadn't been here in a while, which was great. Um and then going into the six thirty, just full and people excited and your illustration from uh, Dead point Dead Poet Society, don't you it was it don't you forget don't this? Don't you forget this. Was really like when I first saw it I was like, how is he gonna put this in? <laughs> I was like, I don't you know, know. Somebody
0: was making fun of me about having a clip from Dead Poets Society.
1: <laughs> um, I was a little panicked. Meredith
0: and Alex were oh. making fun of me. Like Dead Poets Society, that's not very Christmassy for Mr. Christmas.
1: Yes. Well, or, I ha- or is it? Or is it? But I did have a panic because at 345 before the 4 o'clock family service, none of our sound, like nothing was working. I was like, <laughs> well, this probably needs to be fixed by 630 since a huge part of Chris's sermon <laughs> is using this video <laughs> clip. Luckily, it got all yeah worked out. Um,
0: Christmas miracle.
1: But yeah. I mean, the orchestra, I mean, you can't beat the orchestra mm-hmm. and all the voices singing because on Sunday morning, I mean, people do sing as much as they can, but like when you have a whole room singing, these beloved hymns with like people's heart in them, you know, yeah. like it is, you can't describe it. You can't be like, Oh, it's really moving. Like you have to be like in the room. I feel like, um, so, yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, truly. Uh, I think, uh, I, if I'm doing my math correctly, we had over 3,000 people here on Christmas Eve across our very various services. Awesome. And then Reverend Gilliland, like a trooper, showed up at 10 a.m. on Christmas morning. I was planning on being here, but mm-hmm. we were – our house was a disaster. So yeah. it, it ended up being you and
1: – It was me and Meredith and Ben and Mike was here too. Yeah, Mike was here yeah, too. All right. Yeah.
0: And you preached. I give you a hard time about it. You preached on Isaiah. <laughs> I did. I mean, so I had the Dead Poets Society clip on Christmas Eve, and yeah. you preached on Isaiah like, on Christmas Day.
1: You don't know what you're going to get here at, <laughs> at Christ United. You think you know what you're going to get for Christmas, but you, you know, you got to switch it up. I think that's good because people yeah. think, I'm going to come to Christmas Eve. They know what to expect. Yeah. And I don't feel like you delivered a typical Christmas Eve sermon yeah. because of that clip and then like the way you you did it. And then yeah, Christmas day, I was nowhere near the Christmas story. Um, it's, but I was able to tie it in. I thought, you mm-hmm. know, so.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And then there was like flood recovery work that happened in, in that weekend raining. We had like 34, literally I asked the, the flood guys. So I, I drove down to San Marcus or Austin mm-hmm. Christmas day with the family. Um, so we did all of our Christmas stuff upstairs. The Christmas tree is downstairs with all the presents, but mm-hmm. it all worked out mm-hmm. fine. And then, um, went down to Austin, did Christmas with Whitney side of the family. That night I came back on Monday to meet the plumber and the water restoration guys. And they set up 34 fans on that first floor. <laughs> it sounded like a uh, like an airplane airport. Wow. And so then I went back to San Marcos and we stayed there until the water was dried out. And that took till Monday. Yeah. For the walls, it's to long dry time. Um, so so I was gone for New Year's Day, uh, and Stephanie had already been scheduled to preach. She preached on Epiphany. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that was good. And New Year's Day is a we don't. I was very delighted to learn that Christmas Day and New Year's Day doesn't happen again on a Sunday till twenty thirty three. Yeah, it's yeah. my least favorite day for <laughs> those two days, for those two celebrations. And then yesterday we did baptism of the Lord, which is something that we're really recommended to do every year in the lectionary, but that um, we've never, uh, as far as anyone can remember, we've never done here at Christ United Methodist Church Mm -hmm. uh, in the way that we did it. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty nice. And what I'm talking about is reaffirmation of our faith or remembering baptism for those who have been baptized where we come forward and. You know, make a sign of the cross with the water or whatever. So not everybody's comfortable doing that. Yeah. of course that's right in my wheelhouse.
1: I will say, like one, I think at my eleven o'clock people, eleven o'clock service, people are going real fast. I don't know how they were on your line, and so like I couldn't even get remember your baptism, be thankful before the next person. I was like, remember your baptism, be thankful. Remember your baptism, be thankful. <laughs> remember. Be, I was just like, y'all need to slow down. But it was funny. People are like, so you know, you could tell the people that like had probably done something, uh-huh, right. and so and those that were like, I'll just touch the water and walk off. Like they, yeah. you know, it was yeah. kind of. Um, and then people, some people just did the sign of the cry, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but it, the whole, like when they're, I, I want to be like, slow down. <laughs> I can't get these words out of my mouth. <laughs>
0: and no. then the closing hymn, I was so excited that Ben chose this. So it was the, it's a song from the faith we sing that we had, that was sung at both of our boys baptisms. And it's called, I was there to hear your, your borning cry. Mm. And it's God singing to us about, I mean, it's the whole, it's, uh, seven verses, but seven short verses, um, but about our whole lives. So I was there when you're born. I'm, I'll be there as you're growing. I'll mm-hmm. be there when you, uh, claim your faith. I'll be there in the middle ages of your life when you're not too old, but not, mm-hmm. s- not young anymore. I'll be there when you close your eyes as darkness mm-hmm. closes it. <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah. it is so beautiful. And we actually had a baptism, Mm-hmm. At the 11 o'clock service. Oh. And so I warned mom, mom specifically, but dad was in there too. Yeah, I'm like, okay, just, you may want to glance at those lyrics before we sing them because they're pretty, they're pretty meaningful. And you had not heard that song. Before. I had not heard that song. And what did you think?
1: I thought it was, yeah, it was very, it was very moving. Just the, yeah, just all the, like, it was a very like personal, very like, because I think some people, depend on your theology, you know, some people are. Closer to a certain part of the Trinity, you know, um, but it was a very affectionate sort of God. Yeah, that's
0: a good word. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know,
1: and so that can be very like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. that deep, deep love that God has for us yeah. Um, was, yeah, it was well re- expressed in the in the song.
0: The, the uh, it's an unfamiliar tune, but it's easy to sing. Yes, and it's it yeah affectionate. And almost, you know, intimate, like emotionally intimate. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was really.
1: I feel like it was in a good key for me as well. So I feel like I sounded good when I sang it, it. So there was another song. I don't remember what the other songs he sang yesterday. But I was like, ooh, this is right in my good. Washo, These are my good notes. Washoe
0: God, Our Sons and Daughters. And then it was The Morning Is Broken tune.
1: Oh, Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like I was really killing it yesterday when I was singing I was like, maybe I should just turn my mic on right now so everyone can hear this on live stream. Reagan takes her solo. And here's my moment. <laughs> yeah.
2: Awesome.
0: All right. So this is the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of the church. We have lots of stuff planned for the coming year. What, uh, talk about, I'm going to interview you for a minute. Oh, gosh. I'm throwing your curveball. Okay. So talk about Lisa Miller um our our guest speaker here in a couple of weeks um I'm almost done with the book. It's really really good. Mm-hmm. That we're, that's inspired our next series Awakening which starts this Sunday. Yeah. But she's coming What's what she going to be talking about what's her what's her story.
1: So um I was very intimidated by her book before I read it. I'm still reading it, but like I was like I don't know if I'm going to understand this, but man, I really really enjoy it. So she is a pretty well-known researcher, professor clinician like um i mean she speaks to like the pentagon i mean she's like all over the place um but her specialty is looking at the way spirituality um really like kind of protects our brain or or how resilient we can be with certain things especially around things depression like this book kind of focuses more on that at least as far as i've i've read um and just talking about the the power that the connection of spirituality, what it does for us, and um, in her book, she shares a lot about her early days working on really hard floors with people that had a lot of mental, like pretty significant mental.
0: Yeah, because she's a psychologist, clinical yeah. clinical psychologist,
1: and how she felt like people were not really um, just wanting to give them pills and not really mm-hmm. treating or like giving them new ways to kind of heal. Um, not saying like. Okay, you're good. If you're just spiritual, you won't deal with anything. I don't think she's not saying that. But um she even got like in trouble like her early days for like well, we're going to try this and like her supervisor like, "Okay, I know that spirituality, that's great for you, but like we're, we don't do that here." But the evidence like the brain scans, which is like really really phenomenal. We're like, "Oh my gosh." Um so there's just I mean, there's data and research to back it up. And I just feel like she's got such a loving and kind heart to really like help people and point people to like spirituality how important it is especially for um, our children and the way that we pass that on um, and so i'm just really excited for her. i actually have a call with her tomorrow okay, to kind of finalize some things but i'm really looking forward to the week
0: so weekend with her there's it's two part thing well three parts so one is the sermon series talks about her book mm-hmm. one is the saturday night workshop mm-hmm. and do we do you have the details about what she's doing on Saturday night?
1: Um, I think we're going to get the final details tomorrow. Okay. But, yeah. So we'll have like that's a
0: couple hours.
1: A couple hours. So we'll have um, dinner and workshop up in 255 with her. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So that will probably be where you can bring your questions and mm-hmm. talk to her.
2: That's and, cool. I get to be with her for that yeah. time. Yeah. Wow. That's neat.
0: And then it's, she's going to do a keynote address at 1245 on that Sunday, the 29th. Or what was the last mm-hmm. Sunday of um, – the month is. And uh, that's like a 45-minute kind of just recap on our research and thoughts yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so if it's meaningful for people to do both or do one or the other, mm-hmm. and either way, it's uh, her—I I love the fact—I mean, I think most people who, who are faithful and spend their lives in the church have an intuitive sense that um, there's an inherent— Longing that we all have for God. Mm-hmm. I mean, theologically, I of course believe that. But what her work does, and she's a, she's Jewish, yeah, um, is the the biological, like the MRIs, like yeah. the brain scans that prove the notion that our our brains are wired for a sense of personal devotion to a higher power. How do we define that? Correct. And I think that's I think it's really exciting because it, that also has ramifications. That means, and I was. Say it directly. Raise your kids in church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have a personal devotional life at home because it matters. It gives them, I mean, it not only is important for their souls, it's important for their mental health <laughs> and their yes. emotional health. There's yeah. so many reasons to, to be um, fully plugged into a church home. And this is just one more reason. Mm-hmm. And so this, this starts off our year-long emphasis on different aspects of who we are as Christ United Methodist Church and, and what we're talking about this month is that we're a learning church. Mm. Um, We don't have to check our brains at the doors as Methodists. We know that. And um, so this will be phase one of a long or month one of a year-long celebration.
2: Yeah. I'm really excited. It's a great way to start the year to focus inward as well as kind of take stock and, you know, mental health in the in the colder darker parts of the year yeah right. um or since, just the, yeah <laughs> or the last
1: couple of years have just been yeah
2: just heavy yeah, and heavy. i i think this is i can't wait i'm really glad we're starting the year this way yeah it's gonna be good
1: and i think it's a good time i did, I, did, I told kim this but um someone emailed me that registered like hey we were here at your church on christmas eve and we saw that lisa miller and we thought it'd be a great event for us and wow. they registered for it okay, so great. like awesome. Um And so we're getting word out to other. Mm-hmm. I've emailed a college and to professors like, hey, can you promote this to your students? So mm-hmm. just getting word out.
2: Yeah. We've reached out to our therapy clinics that we're connected with, too. I yeah, think it's awesome. it's going to be I I really hope people come out because I don't know. The more videos and podcasts I listen to with her, you know, for as being as obviously intelligent <laughs> mm-hmm. as she is. But she's easy to listen she's to. She's very grounded. Yes. And,
0: and the book's she, uh, terrific. It is, and I, I would give everyone a heads up that she t- she tells the story of her research uh, kind of through the lens of her own fertility problems, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, that's really poignant. I mean, mm-hmm. I I was totally engrossed in the book, mm-hmm. and I was reading it, you know, down in San Marcos to mm-hmm. make sure I was brushed up on how we're going to get ready for this uh, series, but the whole her whole uh, I mean, she comes from a different faith tradition, but she comes from a faith tradition, yeah. <laughs> and that really, really matters. Mm-hmm. And she makes the distinction in the book—I'm jumping ahead with the sermon series—but she makes the distinction in the book between personal devotion to, for, in our case, Christ, in her case, God, mm-hmm. uh, versus—or not verses, but as distinct from the ways in which we are religious. Mm-hmm. Those are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm totally committed to being religious, <laughs> but that's not— Mm-hmm. Like our our official like the the however many articles of religion we have, that's not our personal devotion. That's how we express our theological understanding. But being personally devoted to God is is what she's going to be focusing on. So mm-hmm. we're going to, next week we're going to start with Psalm forty, which is my favorite Psalm. And um, anyway, I'm pretty excited about that.
2: This would be a great thing to bring people to, to because because she's so good at talking about things in a way that applies to a lot of different spiritual outlooks this is a good bridge event if mm-hmm. you know somebody that might not necessarily walk in on a Sunday morning but this is this is for everybody and it's gonna benefit
0: all of us so it's yep. it's totally a good great. one yeah I'm, I'm really excited about it it's a, it's a great way to kick off our 50th anniversary mm-hmm. Here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one kind of wrap up from yesterday. I mean, so uh, the year that we're going to be celebrating our 50th anniversary with all these special events, like it's a it's a highlight year in the history of the church and as we kind of pivot and look to what's new, what's ahead. Um, starting that with a, re, a, a renewal of our faith or a reaffirmation of our faith or a renewal of baptism for those of us who've been baptized uh, is pretty powerful yeah. because it's a reminder of what our baptism calls us to be. And I had this uh, Maya Angelou quote that I found um, there's let me get the exact wording of it here uh, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. my, Maya Angelou is so awesome I'd recommend any of her books I, got, I mentioned yesterday I got a chance to meet her when I was in college yeah. it was just it was, she's so gracious and I mean just a hero of mine but part of that story is our faith story and I think You know, as a lead into this um, series on awakening, um, like the connection between spirituality and mental health is so clear for me. um, And part of it is because that's an inescapable part of our story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so if you don't tell that part of your story, if you don't um, develop that part of your story, get in touch with it, um, then it can't help but negatively affect you, in my opinion. Yeah. What else, Gilland? (laughs)
1: Um, I don't know. As as my middle son would say, "Christmas is ruined." <laughs> Instead of Christmas is over, he just says Christmas is ruined.
2: <laughs> no,
1: he just walks around saying it. He does. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is ruined.
0: Poor middle child. I
1: know. Christmas
0: is ruined. Yeah. Is so it because he's a middle child? Now, now he's a lost child in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Tough prob- year.
1: Tough year, man. <laughs>
0: No longer the youngest, no longer the only boy.
1: Yeah, Poor guy. Just in the middle. Just in the middle.
0: Him and his Melmo crackers.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Melmo
2: crackers.
0: Melmo. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about for the 50th, Ashley?
2: Yeah. For the 50th anniversary, um, I hope everybody keeps an eye out. We're going to have all kinds of information coming out soon. We have devotionals to look forward to. Outside of Lent, we're going to be doing some more of that this year. We have some big events coming up. We're going to focus on the different areas of the church that make us Christ United. And we're going to explore all of that through um, the stained glass that we have around the building, which is just, which is great. I mean, if you've been here forever, you know, you're very familiar with our stained glass and you know, that it was made for us and this awesome story, but there's lots of people that haven't heard it yet. So yep. that's, that's going to be wonderful. I'm looking forward to that. Um, revisiting our history a little bit, but I don't know. It's fun to have a roadmap to the year too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just stuff to look forward to. Yep.
0: And I, I mentioned yesterday, we're gonna, we've got a composer working on a special mm-hmm. piece that we'll hear in, in September. We've got a guest organist coming, um, uh, with a concert in yeah. September. So it's gonna be good.
2: It's gonna be awesome.
0: All right. So what's our uh, what's our plan for the next podcast? Are we gonna do this at the end of sermon series now? Yeah. Can we give that a shot.
2: Yeah. So we're gonna see how that works out. Um, we're gonna come back together at the uh, at the end of January. Mm-hmm. For awakening, and we're going to get to talk about all of it as a whole, and talk about the book and Lisa and everything, and um, that. Depending on how long we talk, we're going to kind of just let ourselves talk and see how long it goes. Um, We'll then put those out in pieces so that we can do the whole series together as a whole. Yeah, awesome podcast. That's great.
0: So the next, so people can look for that in three weeks, basically. In
2: three weeks, okay,
0: and then. Uh, yeah. And then let us know what you think.
2: Yeah. We're going to have some uh, survey links available starting on our website and then going out through social. We're really interested to hear. We know we know you're out there, listeners, gentle listeners, as Chris says. <laughs> um, we have our loyal listenership as well as people who float in and float out. And we want to know what is it that you love mm. about Offscript? What are the things that you look forward to? What are the things you'd rather us miss you with? Um, <laughs> you know, as we plan a whole year, January, we're always kind of looking forward to what we can try. And especially in this year of growth, I mean, I don't know about you, Chris and Reagan, but I feel like us as a staff, we, (laughs) since the last two years, we're really good in the shuffle.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, And
2: we're always down to try new things. (laughs) Nobody's stuck in the past. So um, moving forward with the podcast ministry, we want to know what you'd like to hear. So answer those surveys for us.
0: Okay. That's fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to 2023. Me too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate everybody joining us for another episode of Offscript. And we'll, as Ashley says, we'll be back with you in a few weeks. God bless y'all.
2: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Off Script. It was hosted by Reverend Chris Dowd and Reverend Reagan Gilland. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.